0: Easter has always been a confusing holiday to me. I wasn't raised in a religious household, and so I only ever loosely connected Easter to the church. I knew the holiday had something to do with the rebirth of Christ, but that was about it. I was always confused as to why it was on a different day every year. If it is supposed to commemorate the death and rebirth of Christ, why does it move? I know it has something to do with the moon, but beyond that, I have no idea. As confusing as I find that, it has never been the most confusing part of the holiday. The biggest question I always had about Easter is what do a rabbit and eggs have to do with the resurrection of Christ or even each other? This is the question that I'm going to answer today. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and this is the brief history of both the Easter Bunny and Easter eggs. Let's get to the bottom of the basket. What came first, the bunny or the eggs? Who knows? The history of the Easter egg is a bit of a mystery on its own. No one can really seem to settle on an answer as to the meaning or even the origin of the tradition. However, there are two potential meanings. The first meaning for the egg is the representation of rebirth. Eggs have long been a symbol of spring, a symbol of rebirth itself, and new life. And in this sense, they are said to represent Christ coming back from the dead, The second possible representation is that they represent the empty tomb of Christ. Both of these seem a little contrived for one simple reason. They probably are. It is no secret that as Christianity was first starting to spread, the powers that be realized that it was easier to convert people if the church adopted customs and symbols from other religions. It made Christianity seem more familiar, and converting to it didn't mean turning your back on everything you knew. Hence it's believed that there was a pagan holiday held at the spring equinox, which incorporated eggs as a symbol for the rebirth of the sun god and the return of spring and abundance out of the dead of winter. It would make sense that Christianity would absorb this ancient pagan celebration along with the symbol of the egg and adapt it to their needs. I believe that's why the egg never really fit perfectly into the story, even metaphorically. The Easter Bunny now the B- Easter bunny also comes from that same pagan celebration. The rabbit and hare have long been a symbol of fertility as they breed like, well, rabbits. Interestingly, and a little off topic, a female rabbit can get pregnant while pregnant. That's pretty weird. The pagan celebration that brings us both Easter eggs and Easter bunnies, or hare, is a celebration of the pagan fertility goddess, uh, Oster, or Eastern, E-O-S-T-R-E. Her animal symbol was the rabbit, so in this celebration, it kind of seems again it's it's all kind of convoluted, but it kind of seems like the egg was representing the rebirth of the of the sun, excuse me. Um, Well, the rabbit was celebrating fertility, but who really knows? Now, later on in Christian German folklore, the Easter rabbit would sit in judgment of little kids, deciding whether they had been good or bad. Sound familiar? This rabbit would carry colored eggs in a basket and deliver them to the children along with sweets. This is where our modern version of the Easter tradition comes from and is based on the pagan version. The first written version of this story dates back to the late 1600s. So what do the Easter bunny and the Easter egg have to do with the rebirth of Christ? Not much. Other than that they do and always have represented rebirth and new life and fertility, and in that sense I guess they are connected. But it is important to note that these symbols for rebirth aren't mentioned in the Bible. They were adopted later as Christianity spread. So there you have it, kind of. uh, The brief history of both the Easter Bunny and the Easter Egg. Again, sort of. There are other stories out there, but this one to me seems the most logical. But who, who really knows? Uh, oh, and one more thing. I didn't mention anything about dyeing and coloring eggs because, frankly, that story is just as convoluted and requires its own episode entirely. Maybe I'll cover that next Easter, but I'm done. I'm not doing it this Easter. Now, as this is my last episode before Easter, I just wanted to say, you know, Happy Easter. Um, and just remember that there's not going to be an episode tomorrow, Friday, or Monday, because I'm going to take those two days off. But I'll be back on Tuesday... As it will be Tuesday, it'll be another brief history episode, uh, and we're going to cover the brief history of Portobello mushrooms. So, have a great Easter, have a great weekend. I'll see you back here on Tuesday with a brief history of Portobello mushrooms. And as always, thank you so much for listening. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five brought to you by How to Not Burn Shit.com. Your modern Culinary Manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And of course, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. You can rate, comment, and comment on it and share it. And if you don't know, commenting on it and rating it um, actually go a long way to help me kind of get get it out there to more people because the more ratings it gets, the more people it's distributed to or something. I don't know how it works. Just just hit the rating button, guys. It's not difficult. You're there anyway. Just do it for me. You know, just Make, get, make it an a Easter uh, uh, miracle and hit that rate button. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, I hope you have a great Easter a great weekend. And that's all I have for you today. I'll see you back here on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.